Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. In many parts of Australia, kids are either currently on or about to go on the Easter school holidays. Given that many of us are also working full time, how do we all manage it? Maybe you're one of those parents who's put together your holiday jigsaw puzzle with out of school care or with grandparents or playdates with other kids from school. Many will have a complicated mix of all these things, but it's never an easy juggle. Candace Harris is a professor of management at Auckland University of Technology, or AUT, who's looked at the way working parents handle school holidays. Hi, Candace. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you for the introduction. Pleased to be here. When kids start primary school, I think that's when parents realize again that the working world is really not set up for caring for kids. I mean, putting aside the length of most school days when they're, you know, not in line with working days, school holidays are a total headache for parents. What has your research discovered about the way working parents deal with these long gaps in the year where they need to look after their kids? Yeah, look, I love the analogy that you've used as a jigsaw because it really is for many people. Um, A lot of employees or those with their own business even uh, may take between four and five weeks annual leave a year. But for a lot of us, the school holidays require us to meld work and parenting for 12 weeks a year in quite a major way. So it is good that it's actually being talked about. And what we found is there isn't one solution. So the jigsaw is a great analogy because there's often a variety of solutions that are actually used. What research has actually told us, though, is that it is a time when work-family conflict increases, but it can also be through the sort of zigzagging between uh, home and work on a frequent basis, a time when work-family enrichment can also increase. And so what we mean by that is, you know, you there are greater responsibilities. So one solution could be to take annual leave. Uh, another one could be to perhaps negotiate with employers about what are the actual deliverables during these really kind of peak times of school holidays. You know, is there a way that perhaps work can be organised differently? But I think an overall takeout is it's really important that we're actually talking about it and sharing the solutions rather than it kind of being undercover and all a little, little bit secret, even though it does actually create quite a bit of stress. I um, was just speaking with a colleague yesterday and we were talking about um, holidays and things like that. And I said, you know, what really strikes me is that this seems to be a blind spot. So when you talk about holidays and working parents or you talk about the school day and working parents, it's it's almost like this really obvious problem that, as you say, nobody talks about. But it's it's not just that nobody talks about it. It's like our governments and people in those positions of power actually ignore it it's like oh you know parents will deal with that that's something that we always they always manage on their own and yet when you look at what parents are trying to manage it's almost an impossible situation sometimes that we are expected to work like we don't have children and raise children like we don't work I mean that's something that Annabelle Crabb said before and I'm sure there's many others who say that 
Do you think it goes beyond the fact that we just don't talk about it, that in some ways it's like willful blindness from those who would want us to be that way? Yeah, I think, look, and a major problem in sort of the silence in the space, the fact that we haven't talked about it, is we haven't begun to unpack the nature of what work means for some. I mean, you know, during COVID and, and peak times during lockdown, I was actually able to work from home and very well support it. But for other people who are perhaps, you know, work as nurses and are required to conduct their work in a different place away from the home, perhaps that option wasn't there. And not talking about it, we haven't also unpacked how work varies for some. Uh, we haven't also unpacked how perhaps the demands of family are different for some. I mean, not all children, for example, want to go to a school holiday program. And since, you know, with COVID, there's less and less school holiday programs being offered anyway. So, you know, we sort of don't understand enough about the diversity of solutions um, for school holidays. And also in that diversity, we don't consider the age of children or even their temperaments. So I know, for example, Mm. that when my sister has her kids at home, her eldest in particular is is she's older, but she's also really self-motivated. She loves to sit in her room and read. That's the most perfect thing for her to do for a day. My children are not quite the same. And then, of course, you have younger children, children who may have started school at five or six, who not only need parent engagement, they also need supervision. So juggling the two at home, you know, you need to put all of your concentration either on your children or on your work. Um, So that's where I find the pandemic a really interesting experience and I'm wondering what you found there because I know here in Australia parents were working from home but also expected to be homeschooling their kids and I know that caused great anxiety for a lot of parents in that tension of not being able to split their attention evenly between work and raising kids and teaching kids Um, because no one would ever expect a teacher to teach at the same time as, I don't know, being tech support for a company. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm wondering in that context uh, what you found about how parents coped with the increased flexibility the pandemic allowed in terms of being at home with kids but also the increased responsibility of trying to manage both work and children at home. Yeah, look, a colleague and I, um, Jared Howe, we wrote a piece for the conversation during this time. We called it zigzag working, which is, you know, traditionally in studies of work-life balance have put work in one bit of the day and, you know, sort of life in another bit. And there's been quite distinct separation and distinct separation and also in terms of time, but also locations. You know, work's conducted in this place, life's conducted elsewhere. Uh, What we found, though, during the pandemic is, you're right, people were required to sort of parent at home, but also conduct work at the same time and conduct schooling, etc. And it was a very difficult time because people were zigzagging constantly between these different tasks. But even within, you know, a couple of minutes, you know, so two minutes you might be on a work call, another two minutes you're grabbing kids something to eat. Now you're back to working on a report. Five minutes later, you're answering a question about a geography assignment. You know, it it was busy. And we haven't quite conducted or considered, I guess, work and life and the intersection 
and these sort of micro time slots to this degree before. I think, though, one thing that has been quite absent from this conversation about hybrid working and working from home is what has all this meant for leisure time? So some families may have the solution for those that perhaps do have two parents in the same household where one parent might take annual leave on these weeks and another parent might take annual leave in a separate time period to enable cover during the school holidays. But where's the conversation about leisure time during all of this and, you know, as well from working from home? Uh, and, and we don't understand enough about, you know, while we're all together and perhaps doing what we need to, are we at are we having fun? Are we actually relaxing? That is such a good point because children need those breaks from school, but it may not be that much fun for them if they're trying to um, have their fun yeah. around their parents' meetings. Um, in you, you wrote as well earlier before the pandemic about this challenge of working parents and holidays. And at the time, I believe you did suggest that flexible work arrangements could be helpful. And I know that from the pandemic, many parents, myself included, have found flexible work arrangements make it much easier to parent and work at the same time. But as you just discussed there, it's not always straightforward or um, easy to do that. Have you any other ideas post-pandemic about how we can manage holidays and working life better? I think you know, early conversations with managers, uh, your employer, etc., and, and say, look, this is the reality. So these weeks I'd actually quite appreciate some flexibility about where I work. Or I heard of uh, another friend who said she manages the school holidays by being you know, sort of quite an on-call mum, uh, perhaps eight till three each day. And then she's changed the hours she sort of works so that while she's always had some choice, she said, you know, the subtle expectation is that I'm in the office between nine to five. She said now a lot of her work is happening between perhaps 3 p.m. and 10 p.m. during the holidays. I mean, frankly, it sounds a bit exhausting, but that's <laughs> the way that she works for her. You know, and her employer has been quite sort of open to that. But perhaps a bit of role modelling from senior people in the organisation as well, some different stories shared across the organisation, those perhaps that, that co-parent, you know, the other parent doesn't live with them or, you know, in cases of divorce, etc. Um, and perhaps we just, you know, share the challenges. But, but also what have been some of the wins here? You know, what does work? I've heard of also um, a small group of mums that actually got together and said, right, we can have our own kid for five days and try and juggle work or we could have five kids for one day so let's all sort of share this as a community solution and work out who needs to be off work and take leave do you see what I mean sort of sharing it amongst a, a small group etc and I must admit that even though each holiday is a different jigsaw to put together you do get better at it over time some of my friends who are mothers of teenagers say just give up on the idea of screen time you know if you're going to monitor that you just you know, you're creating a whole lot of work for yourself. That's one way to get through the holidays. Now, not everyone will agree with that, but it is a solution that works for some. The other thing I'm wondering is, does business have a role to play here? I mean, many of the things you suggested there are things that parents are probably already thinking about or trying to negotiate themselves with their businesses. But is there a top-down approach that needs to happen or 
could possibly happen to make these periods a bit easier for working parents? Yeah, I think, you know, having having some options on the table, I mean, it, it, I guess it depends how radical, you know, you want to go, but there's all sorts of different forms of leave. I mean, could there be a school holiday, you know, sort of leave option? Or perhaps you say to your employer, you know, I'd like to have a conversation about not having any major projects due during the school holiday period, or perhaps working, you know, as you said, more from home or different hours, or perhaps, you know, just working um, in different ways during the holidays. So I think, you know, everyone sort of, they're the best judge of their employer, et cetera, but some good case studies here as well. I mean, we have long careers and our children are quite young for a short time. The other group who has been completely missed out of this conversation, but it, but I know from personal experience are doing a lot of heavy lifting here is grandparents. So, you mm. know, perhaps understanding how grandparents have even been arranging work to help out and pitch in and school holidays would be quite a valuable thing. Yeah, and I think um, one of the things you, you touched on earlier that I do think is really important and we probably do forget in this scramble to get everything together is that idea of time spent together as family where you all get to relax and have fun because even with all the amazing flexibility that's come out of the pandemic I'm not sure how much fun (laughs) was actually had Mm. in that time or Mm. without the uncertainty without the stress so hopefully these April school holidays wherever people are they can find a bit of that in amongst all the stuff that they're juggling and putting together. Um, But Candice, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I've enjoyed the conversation. That's Candice Harris. She's a professor of management at Auckland University of Technology. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us so we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, send your email to feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.